Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello and welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole and uh, we just welcome you to another episode and uh, I'm telling you what, sometimes you should be here when we record this. It's amazing what really happens <laughs> before we start and afterwards. But uh, We need to have a bloopers reel sometimes. We, we have we a lot of fun. we need to film behind the scenes yeah. so y'all could see it. Y'all yeah, really we need, would a, we need <laughs> a camera from this angle going forward. But, uh, you know, it's, one of the things that's great is when we started this, show we did not want it to be seamless we wanted it to be <laughs> real <laughs> and it is we excel we excel at this not being seamless yes. <laughs> and uh it is very genuine <laughs> and we are happy about that yes so y'all be happy with us okay all right good <laughs> we just we welcome you to connection and we're just so glad that you're joining us and if you made it through that first minute then we know you really <laughs> want to be here and uh, we uh we want you to come to ConnectionShow.org, visit the website. You can catch up and watch uh, more shows or listen to them. You can also connect with us. We want to connect with you. Uh, we want to hear your prayer request and pray with you and agree with you. Uh, comments, any questions that you have. And we want to know where you're watching or listening from. And so uh, please go to ConnectionShow.org and send us a note. And we just thank you again for joining with us uh, on each episode that we have we just really enjoy it and we praise God for you so today we are continuing on in grace makes and in this series we're not necessarily um, defining what grace is and exactly how every part of it works we're talking briefly on some of those things but we're more talking about the fact that grace makes things available to you as a believer and it actually makes things available even to the unbeliever like eternal life, like salvation through Jesus Christ. Grace has made that available to you. Faith is our response, our partnership with God to see what he has made available. And faith will reach out and take hold of those things and bring that into manifestation in this earth. In other words, make it, uh, take it from a spiritual reality mm -hmm into a physical reality and that's our job as ambassadors but before we jumped in today uh, in part three one of the things I really want to be very very clear on is we have to in order to operate in grace and in order to correctly partner with God we have to ask ourselves why do we do the things that we do a lot of the error that people have and I, I really want you to hear this is a lot of the error that people have uh, in grace and in the operation of grace is because their why is off base, it's off target. If our why is not to advance the kingdom of God or to do things because we love God, then our why is going to be off target and we're going to be trying to appropriate grace by faith in the wrong areas. We're going to be trying to make grace work in areas where it doesn't. We're going to be trying to apply our faith and almost waste it in areas, but 
but more in time than anything else, will spend time wasting faith to get a grace that God has not made available to us. But when you're moving in love and we move because we love God, all of a sudden we align ourselves with God instead of setting ourselves against God. That's called humility, and that's the opposite of pride. Pride says that you move in opposition to God, but humility says that you move with God, and that's when we line up with grace and when we play our role as uh, faith participants with God, that grace can now manifest in our life. Things work and you are operating and using grace the way that it needs to be. So that just helps us to have some balance in uh, different areas. That helps us to understand this is what grace is designed for, this is how it works, and this is what we need to be doing with it. So as we move into part three, I just wanted to kind of almost like a disclaimer, give you that disclaimer, but it's something to go back I would you know recommend back this up a minute or two listen to everything that I just said and get that inside of you make it the core and the foundation of your partnership with God move because you love God and for his purposes and reasons and everything in your life will be much much uh, better off for that so uh, would you like to start in today's episode Yes. Sure, why not? <laughs> there you go. A helicopter landed and then you're you're ready to take off, I I'm can tell. I'm still entertaining myself in my head with my disclaimer. <laughs> All the disclaimers on TV say don't try this at home. I'm like our disclaimers do try this yeah, at home. That's a good point. But I'm bumped. You like that? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. So I'm going to focus on the word, not on Brian or otherwise I'll sit here and giggle. Um <laughs> So, yeah, um, that was a good disclaimer. Thank you. I was going to go to a couple of scriptures that just really focused on, um, you know, what has grace provided us? And so starting at Ephesians 1.3, says, All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. And, you know, I was saying... Um, last episode that it just really connected with me i mean i knew we we're seated in heavenly places yeah. but it's you know so many times we think of it as you know a hypothetical or um like a parable or something we don't really see ourselves seated there connect to the reality right of it. and the reality is we are seated in the heavenly realms with christ yes. now so we can reach out and grab those spiritual blessings. Yeah. Grace has provided this spiritual blessing. Sweet tea. Welcome to the South. Grace has provided. I noticed provided how you grabbed your spiritual blessing. I in sure the did grab my cup. spiritual blessing because God loves me. <laughs> so grace has provided this spiritual blessing. And I don't need to, you know, hear, well, you have spiritual blessings at your disposal. And I think, well, one day I'll be able to get that. One day I'll be in heavenly places with him and I'll be able to get that. Faith says, yeah. grace has made this available. Faith says, I'm going to take this because it's mine now. You know, yes. so it's, it's, it's realizing you're seated with him now. Yes. You are a part of the body of Christ now. So when he says he has blessed you, he has already yeah. done it with every spiritual blessing because you're united with Christ. It means it's available to you right now. You don't have to wait. Yes. You know, and then you go to Ephesians. A, a lot of people will 
they believe in eternal life, right? But they really they don't they believe don't. that eternity starts Has now. Already started. <laughs> it's yeah. already you're already in eternity. So if you either have life or you don't have life, so partake of the life, partake you partake of the grace that's already available to yeah. you. Yeah. So for now, in this time yes. and in the time to come. Yes. Yeah. He that's wants you to have life and life abundance, not just when you're you know, with him, right. obviously you get it then. Right. He wants you to have it now. His grace makes abundance available now. It's a part of our ministry here on the earth is walking in that grace and moving in that grace. And people will experience that grace. Think about it this way. People will experience God through you. This yeah. is a part of the plan of evangelism. And, you know, we talked about this in the last episode. Wouldn't it be scandalous if the devil could basically talk us out of what the Lord had already provided for us, wouldn't that be just a treacherous uh, fact if he could talk us out of it and we didn't walk in the plan that God had for us? That's exactly what grace is. And so we've got to know about this grace and operate in this grace. And he goes on here, if you continue in Ephesians chapter 1, go down to verse 15. It says this, For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks to you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So what this is saying here is, let me just interpret it in terms of grace. He's praying by the Holy Spirit right here, because the Holy Spirit has given us every scripture. He's praying that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of his grace, the right. knowledge of him, of who he is, yeah. of what he's done. And he continues to describe that. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart or the eyes of the core of who you are, mm -hmm. that with everything that you are, that you would be able to see that you, they may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he's praying that we will come alive in, in uh, revelation and wisdom of the inheritance of his grace, the riches of that glory, the riches of his grace that he's poured out for believers. And if you're not a believer, you can still be a partaker of that simply by becoming a believer. But what we're telling you is that this grace is so rich and so overwhelming. Keep reading this. It says in verse 19, And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. So he doesn't just say that it's great power. He says surpassing greatness. This is not just great. This is surpassing Above greatness of his power. Yeah. This is his grace. And it's not, this is what's wonderful about this. Grace is not something we could do on our own. Mm -mm. Grace is not something that we could do on our own. This is the power of his might. Yeah. Which is awesome because without his power in it, without his might we'd be in trouble. Yeah. So he says he brought it about in Christ when he raised him from the dead 
and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, uh, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, in other words, not only in this earth, but also in the ages to come. So all of this, we'll just stop right there, but you can go on and read Ephesians 1 and 2. It's awesome. And then we're going to go into uh, chapter 2, verse 6. We're going to skip down there, but this is this, amazing power and what Paul is praying right here is he's saying look you may have been born again but there's more out there there's more that you don't know and I pray that God keeps on unwrapping it in your head and in your mind I pray that he keeps on unwrapping revelation he continues to unwrap wisdom about his power and basically if you all if you wrap all that up his grace towards you mm-hmm. man he's given us so much stuff we had, I don't think we can really fathom it all we need to by faith actually start to receive the riches of the knowledge of him constantly and let him open up so right now I, I just I really feel led to pray this is let's just pray and and you just agree with me just say father i ask lord i i take off bias right now anything that may have biased me outside of your wisdom and knowledge and revelation i take that and i shed that and i put that to the side and i ask right now in all humility father through jesus christ Will you unveil and unwrap more of the knowledge and revelation about your grace that has been given to us? Lord, I just ask that you would unwrap grace in our thinking right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I believe he's doing that right now for us. And and so let's go to, I'll let you go here, uh, Ephesians chapter 2 mm-hmm. and verse 6. All right, so verse six, is 6 through 8 says, And raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches yeah. of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. You know, so it's it's the surpassing, it goes back to that surpassing, it's the above and beyond, yeah. it's the abundant, it's the overflowing that we couldn't have done in and of ourselves. Yeah. And still can't do. Yeah. It's just a free gift. Yes. We just have to choose to accept it. It's there's nothing we can do to earn it or or even to lose it. It's either you choose to receive it or you choose to deny it, but it's it's a free gift. Yeah. From God. But then, you know, I think about oh, what's the purpose of a gift? Well, you think about Christmas. I mean, gifts are either meant to be useful yeah. or meant to bless you. And it's the same way with Diddy. And, you know, he talks about his gifts in um, 2 Corinthians 9.8. I think you just spoke in tongues, so we're going to interpret that. She said Diddy, and uh, that means talking about Father God. So, okay, carry on. I just interpreted it for you. So <laughs> and now she wants to beat me with a Bible of grace. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's made but all grace. everybody doesn't know what Diddy means, though. Well. They do at our church. They do now. <laughs> Hang around me long enough, I'll educate you. <laughs> Diddy is 
your father. There you go. <laughs> all right. So in Second Corinthians 9, 8, he says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always, having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. You know, so I think about on, you know, on Christmas when I'm giving Brian gifts. I t I'm not his mama, so I don't give him underwear. But I give him <laughs> stuff that can be useful. I may give him tools, you know, so he can yeah. fix stuff in the house that I don't break. Or I may give him something fun. But the purpose is to be of use to him and to bless him. Yeah. And God does the same thing. Sometimes he'll give us everything, the all-sufficiency having all that you need, but then sometimes he blesses you just to see the joy yeah. on your face, just to see you yes. happy, but always in every gift, it's so that you may have an abundance for every good deed. Yeah. So it's like you think about what's going on in the world. How useful would it be if the body of Christ were truly walking around in an abundance of yeah. joy, peace, and rest you know and love if we were walking if the body of christ was truly choosing to walk yep. in the abundance of every good deed we would change this world just like that well think about it who would who would the world then be going to to get for their answers that's right they would not be going to the government for their answers they would not be going to a politician for their answers they would be going to the church, which was the flow of Christ and his grace that's into right. their lives. And that's, you know, again, we said, wouldn't that be scandalous if the devil was able to pull that off? And mm -hmm. the reason we ask that question is pretty much we believe that that's exactly what he's pulled off, that he has pulled off uh, stripping away uh, the... Uh, church's knowledge and revelation that there was a grace available and so because of that they never felt like uh, they were supposed to reach out with their faith and grab a hold of the grace what if they understood that when they come to church there's answers I can't tell you and we've talked about this multiple times mm -hmm. somebody comes they are going through something or they need to solve a problem. They simply come and ask a question. All of a sudden, it's almost like uh, the Holy Spirit turns on inside and, and, and produces an answer. It may sound like a natural answer, but it actually is coming from the wisdom of mm -hmm. God in heaven. It's a heavenly supernatural answer that can be earthly wisdom, not earthly origin, yeah. but it can produce in the earth the wisdom of God. And all of a sudden, they have exactly what they need. We've seen that so many time times. Time again. So that happens all the time. The question is, what if the earth doesn't know about those things? Or what if a church or a pastor, or what if a believer is not operating in the manifestations of the Spirit, which is a part of the grace of God that's already broadcast to every believer? What if they weren't operating in that? And the truth is, a lot of them haven't been operating in that. And so uh, most of the world doesn't go to the church to try and solve problems they go to the world they're going to a corrupt place to solve a corruption problem 
It doesn't work. You need a holy God and his loving grace to solve a corruption problem, and that comes through Jesus and him only. But Jesus uses in Galatians 3.8, it, it says that the good news that, that uh, God preached to Abraham was that through people, through him, through Abraham, and through what he represented, through you, mm-hmm. all the nations would be blessed. That's where the answer comes from. God's going to use people to bring about those answers. But the church needs to rise up in the place of grace and understand what they've been given so that they can receive it and walk in it. And I know some of what we're going to talk about next is how do we do this? What's the balance here between faith and grace? And uh, so let I know you had some notes on that and some statements that you had written out. Yeah, so some of what I'd written out was you can't get what grace has made available unless you understand that faith I lost my place it's I'm how sorry you get it. it yeah unless you understand that faith is how you obtain it yeah um and let and let's take a moment because that's a key to this whole you know point is that if grace has been made available to mm-hmm. you it's kind of like this I can give her a gift and I can present it to her but unless she reaches out and grabs a hold of that, it will never become hers. That's right. I can have it there all her life sitting there waiting on her. But at some point, an exchange has to be made. And that would be if I was playing the part of God and I handed a cup to her. At some point, her faith has to reach out, grab a hold of that grace, and manifest it for herself or or bring it into her reality. That's what faith does. Faith reaches out and grabs. And literally, some of the original Greek words will show where faith takes that thing, where it grabs it. Mm -hmm. It, It's not a... a weak thing. It's, boldly it's a bold grab yeah. of the grace of God. Faith is a bold grab of the grace of God. And so then it becomes very important to know the grace that you have available to you because when you start to know that it's there, you'll start looking mm-hmm. by faith to grab a hold of it. That's why we read those verses beforehand, because you, you want the Lord to open up what grace has already been made available. And then you understand that your love towards God is partnering with him, and your partnering with him in grace is applying faith to take hold of that yeah. grace. And so, like, you know, I can sit here all day long and hold this gift out for her, but if she doesn't, by faith, reach out and grab a hold of it, it will sit there unused. This is not doing her any good. It's not doing the kingdom any good. It's not doing anything until she partners with God through faith and grabs a hold of the gift. So, again, the statement says... It says you can't get what grace has made available unless you understand that faith is how you get it. Grace makes it available. Faith takes it. Yes. Faith doesn't sit there looking at it saying, oh, look at these wonderful gifts that God has made, but yes. never doing anything with it. Faith says, God made those gifts and he made them for me. Yeah. I'm going to use them so I can bless others with them. There's a story um, I believe that actually Creflo uh, said one time and he was talking about there's a preacher coming through the desert and he was literally dying of thirst and he comes up to mm-hmm. a tent 
And um, he says, oh, Lord. And he starts preaching about how much he needs water. And he goes up to the table, and there's, he said there's a cup of water on the table. And he can preach about it. He can talk about it. He can talk about, oh, God, if I only had some water. And he, and he can get emotional. He can get in the spirit, whatever. But if he doesn't take that cup and drink from it and in the story the guy dies and basically he talked about it he preached about it but he never by faith reached out took the cup and drank the water yeah we've got to understand that this is a fellowship you we read it in was it in philemon Mm -hmm. 1 6 it says that faith fellowships with that grace in other words that's the bond that's the key they are supposed to go together yeah don't just sit there looking take it (laughs) don't just look at the grace of god or the promise take it that's that's why he would he have wanted you to not have it had he not provided it Mm -mm. in other words if he, he provided it, it he wants you to have it he desired for you to reach out and take it by faith and that um We've talked about this at the church many times. How about somebody, uh, let's say a lady cooks you know, her f- favorite dessert and somebody comes and, and says, no, I don't want any, and they spent time cooking and everything. It's almost a slap in the face to mm-hmm. that lady for taking the time and putting out her best and paying the price for it if that person never decides to take it mm-hmm. and actually partake of it. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that the things that Jesus paid for, yeah. that we by faith, we take those things and we leave nothing on the table. And we do this because those things that Jesus paid for was not just for us. That's right. In the verse that we read before in Second Corinthians uh, 9, 8. 9, 8, it talks that it's the abundance by which we go about doing every good deed right. that the Lord has set before us. It comes through the abundance of his grace that he's supplied. It's not about us. It's about other people, and you yeah. have to get that. So. Yeah. Well, and, you know, faith takes to be a faithful person we have to, faith is our positive response to yeah. God's grace. You know, it's not being um, it's not being a spoiled brat or anything. Faith pleases God. Yes. Faith says, yes. Lord, you made these wonderful gifts. Let me use them to glorify you. Yes. It's all about glorifying him. Yes. It's every abundance for every good deed. Every good deed we do is done in faith to glorify God, to love with God. Yeah. You know, that's how we are a faithful person. It isn't something we do to get God to respond. God's already done it. That's right. Faith is our response to what God's done. Faith doesn't move God. It moves us yes. into position to receive what God has already provided by grace. Yeah. Faith says, I know that cup is there both for me and for others. Yes. My faith is going to move me to get it. Yes. You know, yes. that's what faith does. It doesn't cause a positive response for us from God. It's our positive response to what God's already provided. It's our taking possession of what he's provided in grace. And if he hasn't already provided it, our faith can't make it happen. It's, it's kind of like what you said. He's going to provide what we need. Yes. What we need for provision and what we need 
for just to be blessed. He's already promised that if he doesn't provide for us and he doesn't make those things available, then he's a liar. Yep. And he's not a liar. Yep. Either either he's lying or man is lying, and I can tell you who's going to win out of those two. God's not lying. That's right. So it, either he's a provider or he's not. So we need to see that grace that's available and say, all right, you're providing for me. I trust you in it. I know you are, and I believe for it to be there. And then you just rest yep. in and that. You reach out by faith and grab a hold of that grace, and then you rest in God. Yeah. Re you because God is faithful. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to work. You don't have to worry. Oh, God, will you do it? Yeah. You rest in knowing that my God has already done it. Yeah. And he has provided for me. So the answer is there. Yeah. Amen. I, I really believe I'm going to ask you to pray and yeah. lead them in prayer. But I really believe that there's somebody out there that's going, you know what? I need some grace in my mm -hmm. life. And um, not just for eternal salvation uh, alone, but I need some provision. I need healing. I need to be delivered of some stuff. I need whatever it is. Jesus is the answer to your problem. You need that grace. And I just believe that we're supposed to speak over that and uh, pray for them. So if you want to lead them in that, just... Yeah. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you have provided everything for all sufficiency yes. in abundance for every good deed and so we just speak to our lives now and say grace be yes, in jesus name we thank you that we have faith that you have given every one of us a measure of faith yes, to receive what you have given us so we just say faith rise up now yeah. in jesus name and i thank you father that you have caused that to be so that as we are seated with you in heavenly places we can rest knowing yes. that it is done in every area of our lives in jesus name amen 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 Thank you for joining us today, and we just thank you for being a part of The Connection Show. You can visit us at connectionshow.org. Have a great day. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.